<laughs> We're back at it again with another episode with the Tapping In Podcast Group. You know, we have a special guest, Arturo Romero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's explain a little bit about what you do. Um, all right, so uh, how's everybody doing? Good, uh, good, 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 good. Uh, I do sports performance training. I do coaching. Um, I own my own uh, business. It's a it's a nonprofit organization. We work a lot with like kids in the community and um, just you know trying to give back to the kids and and just bring you know good coaching and good knowledge to the kids as well as like developing leader developing leadership and whatnot. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of what I do. Um, and it, uh, yeah, so Tom, how old are you? Uh, twenty two. Jesus. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Damn. When did you when did you first start coaching? Like how'd you get into that? Um so I started right as soon as I like finished my first year playing college football. I was um I decided to move on and take the coaching route. Um and so it was like twenty eighteen when I like officially first started like trying to get out there and like build a clientele and like just kinda getting involved with the community and stuff like that. What college did you go to? University of Laverne. Oh shit, the yeah. Leopards. Yeah, I have a bunch yeah. of homies that went to Laverne. Shout out Miguel. You know, oh, Miguel, Miguel He's a quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Miguel. Yeah, That's crazy. You went, you went to Shure as well? No, no, no. I went to uh, Bosco Tech in Rosemead. Oh, okay. Bosco Tech. Oh, you went to Bosco Tech? Oh, that's awesome. Bosco Tech. Wait, is Bosco Tech a... Is it like a regular school or is that the all-boys school? Yeah, yeah, no, it's all-boys school. All-boys school. Yeah, it's like a technology school, so it's like real specific to like engineering and just like... A lot of different like sciences and you know architecture and stuff like that. It's really it's really cool oh, school. Shit. Yeah. So what made you take that sports route rather than like an engineering route or like a science mathematics route? Um, uh, it's, it's actually funny that you asked that because when I was like in high school and like my eighth grade year transitioning to like my freshman year, I wanted to do um, prosthetics engineering for mm. for like athletes and whatnot. And um, I did robotics at Bosco Tech like for a summer program when I was younger. So I was like really into like robotics and just engineering and like how the body moved as well because you know I was just I was athlete you know I played yeah. sports. Um, thank God you know I never got any injuries, but as I kind of got a little bit more into engineering and like just kind of like the the different components of it, like you know like there's like um, manufacturing engineering, like there's also like just engineering how like the thing actually moves, like and then the technology behind it, like designing like the robotic movements and stuff like that. You know, it's like it's like really complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that was like the thing that I wanted to get into. And then as time went on, I was like, all right, you know, I just, I would rather work with more athletes. Like I would rather work with like people within my community, people in the area that like I know have, you know, the talent and the capability to go and make it to the next level, but don't have the right connections or, you know, the right, um, coaching. So it was kind of like, all right, well, I think I could serve a bigger purpose and like developing leaders and like people within the community, you know? Um, so that was like the the reason why I was like, all right, no, engineering, like, I'm cool, like, and I don't know, it's just more school, too, you know, so I was like, nah, definitely not. Well, you keep mentioning community and neighborhood, but what neighborhood specifically are we talking about? Uh, so, like, the San Gabriel Valley, basically, um, just, you know, everywhere from, I would say, probably, probably like, the borderline of, like, Pomona, Laverne area, all the way to, you know, like, inner city Los Angeles, like, you know, Boyle Heights, and, you know, El Sereno and stuff like that, and... I mean, we reached like everywhere as far as like Montebello. Um, you know, we we worked with kids um, from Compton and you know different parts of like that that side of LA, um, as well as like you know Pasadena, Arcadia, and like West Covina. So there's like a really wide range of kids like that we work with, but we try to keep it like local to the San Gabriel Valley. So what what age groups do you guys train? From um, what age to what age? So specifically, um, the youngest I've worked with is like eight to like ten year olds, but that's like not on a consistent basis. 
Um, as far as like weight room training and like field training, I would say it's probably like kids from like 12 all the way up to like like seniors in, in high school, like JUCO college athletes. Wait, uh, so it's specific to football only? No, so the sports, the football thing that, that I do is, like, I coach um, high school football, and so, like, that's, like, the main thing that, like, we focus on. Um, but we've, like, we've had, you know, soccer soccer athletes come in for training. We've had track athletes. We've had basketball athletes. Like, um, I even, like, had have had MMA fighters in there. Like, oh, shit. I also do, like, um, like, uh, like, fitness training for, like, women and stuff like that. So it's it's like a real like wide range of stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So wait, you said uh high school coaching at a like an actual high school you coach at? Yeah. Uh what high school? Uh LaSalle in Pasadena. Oh, okay. No shit. Don't what do you you like a skills coach there for like a specific position or what? Yeah, so I actually coach the wide receivers. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Wait, did you play wide receiver in high school and in I college did. Yeah, 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 that was what I got recruited for for the next level. I oh, I started out as a quarterback, which is funny cuz I was actually talking to like my kids about it today. Um, but I actually started out playing quarterback and then moved to receiver. It was like a better option. It was, you know, I'm not, you know, six one. Like yeah. I can't see all these big guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, nah. So, but it was mm-hmm. cool though. You know, I enjoyed my, I enjoyed my journey. Like I enjoyed playing sports and you know, it was interesting. I met a lot of cool people and I think that's like the biggest thing for me is just networking and just constantly meeting new people and, and, you know, leveling up in that sense. What sports did you play growing up and in high school? Uh, uh, that's actually really funny. That's, it's so funny that we're, like, we're talking about this because I was actually uh, talking with somebody about it earlier, but I, be, I just played baseball. Like That was like my first sport oh, that, that I played, yeah. oh, but shit. I was god-awful, bro. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was super, like, I couldn't hit the ball. Like, mm. like literally. Hey, that like, shit's hard, man. It is, no, like, for real. So <laughs> that's like, yeah, I started off playing baseball, um, and then I was like, I played basketball for a couple years. Um, that was really cool. I played a little bit in high school, too. And then, like, football is just, like, the main thing that I was good at. And then when I got to high school, I did soccer and track, too. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. Are there any programs that you would do or any classes that you take to become a coach? Um, yeah. So there's actually, like, um, like at the University of Laverne, like, I've studied kinesiology. Like, that's what my major is. So it's not, like, business or, like, you know, anything like that. I actually, like, learn the science of sports training um, and, like, how the body works and how it moves and, like, how to feed your body properly and stuff like that. So there are classes that that we take, like, you know, strength training classes where, you know, you learn how the body's supposed to move, like, how to actually apply, like, weight to, like, teaching somebody how to use it and and whatnot. Um, And then I also took a football class with um, who was the football coach at the time at the University of Laverne, Coach uh, Warsaw, and, like, um, his football class was basically teaching you how to be a position coach for every single position, like, how to break down, like, drills and, like, whatnot and like just different like coaching styles so like we learned about like you know like Jim Harbaugh you know just like a bunch of like the greats and, and whatnot and so it was cool like being able to be in those classes and have that opportunity to like learn and, and again like I said network like he's now um a division one like recruiting analysis like at another school so you know he's from sure. the Vern and like a D3 school like you know now you know somebody at the division one level and it's funny because I actually just talked to him like I would say like three days ago so yeah shit that's crazy Damn, who's the oldest person you ever coached? Uh, How old were they? The oldest person I've ever coached, man. Um, I would say maybe like 25, 26, maybe around there. I have my friend uh, Derek Nubia. He plays semi-pro football. Um, And so, like, he comes through to the gym and, like, he does training and, like, we do field training and whatnot. So, like, I kind of help him with, like, his movements. Um, but man, he's like a crazy linebacker D and like bro's just blowing shit up over there. 
So yeah. he plays like overseas or it's like the indoor arena. Uh, like they, so he just got signed to an uh, indoor arena league, but he was playing like um, he was like before that it was it was like it was like semi semi pro, like it was, it was like a level below it. So they would just play like a, like local fields and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he just like signed over to doing all that, like the indoor football and all that. Shit. Yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. really cool. You said you were. Oh no! Go I was gonna say, um, you said that you, the oldest that you trained was like twenty five and stuff like that. Um, do people ever like? Because you know, you said you're twenty two. Do people ever like look at you like since you're young? Do they ever try to like, like do, do you ever get like discouraged or like maybe they try to like judge you just because of your age? Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, discouraged. I try to. I try not to get discouraged. You know, I try to like, um, you know, stay positive and just like you know, stay the course. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I have dealt with like a lot of adversity, like, you know, like football coaches, like kicking me off their field and like, oh, wow. just, like oh, yeah, like, just like, um, just like, just like hate on social media, like for yeah. no reason, like from coaches, like, you know, Damn. and like during the pandemic, like we were trying to do some stuff for some kids and like this like news reporter was like, uh, like trying to I bash my, yeah, I remember, remember that, that shit. What yeah. happened there? That guy's an idiot. Yeah. He was like, idiot. he was like trying to like bash on my name and was like trying to like make it seem like I was like taking from the community and like trying to do bad by people. But I mean, honestly, like throughout the whole quarantine, like even he knows like he was there, like we just gave these kids like endless opportunities, like, you know, to work out, like to hit the field. And like at a time when like nobody was doing anything, like, and when we weren't even supposed to be doing anything, you know, like yeah. we actually like, like put ourselves at risk like to you know to like give these kids an opportunity and like a lot of those kids that trained with us during quarantine and like that did the work with the off season with us like really benefited from it and like they turned out to be like stars on their team and like they're getting recruited right now you know like play college ball so it's like people try to like treat people try to like talk down on what i do and like and like negate what i do and it's like instead of like trying to put me down like you should be like you know you should be trying to help me you know yeah. like you're a grown adult like yeah. you know like you could be putting me on game like you could like be a mentor and like you know help but people would rather like you know try to put people down and like um it's like you know it's just like it's just kind of like it's like a spoof like you know people are like scared like oh shit like you know this kid's like up and coming and he's mm-hmm. young and it's yeah, like yeah man they don't want to see it they feel threatened yeah, they yeah feel threatened, man. you know and it's like that's not even at all with like I, that's not even how like I approach it, you know. It's like I just want to help, like you know, yeah. and like my thing, my goal is like to to coach at the NFL, you know. So like whatever like beef that people have like locally in like these cities and like and, like it's a very egotistical driven like industry, but like you know I'm I just try to be above all that, you know, and like I tell people like you know I'm I'm, I'm a professional, you know. I'm not just like some kid off the street that's like just doing it, you know. Like I own a business, like I've been doing it for like you know going on four or five years now, whatever. So. It's like yeah, like you can't you can't just like try to like, like just like put me down and say like oh no it's like nothing like no nah. you know it is something yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? So. Uh, do you still attend the University of Auburn? Actually, I do, I do actually, yeah. Well, when do you graduate? So I'll be finishing in the fall of this up of this year actually. How many seasons so did you play at Laverne? Just one. Oh, you only played one. Did you yeah. get injured or no? No, I didn't. I didn't get injured. I just I for me it was like we were playing we were playing we were basically paying to play like you know it's like. It's like college football, like, but we had to like pay for our spirit pack and whatnot. And, like, you mm. you started to pay to go to school, so. So I mean, what so kind of made you? So then, what kind of made you want to stop then? Um, just like you know, just like the fact that we weren't getting like it wasn't like a scholarship, like you know, it was like I actually had to like make money. Like I was in school and like my parents couldn't you know keep like affording to pay for like like gas and like just everything that I was doing and like um, at the time like football was like everything that I did. So 
I wouldn't have time to work and like so. yeah, because football is a full time job. If you're an athlete in yeah. like any division, yeah. college, bro, that's it's a lot. Like it, a lot of people overlook like how much time it takes up, bro. Hell yeah. no, like it's literally. like yeah. it's all year round too. Shit like takes up your whole season's life. over, like your whole off season begins, and you're in the weight room and you're on the field, you're working. Like it's year round. Yeah, no, literally, and like that, like you said, it, it is year round, and it's like you can't. A lot of ki- a lot of like college athletes like struggle, like even especially at the division three level because. You know, you have guys that have, like, 6 a.m. practice, like you said. Then you got classes probably until 12. Then you probably have, like, some type of film session or something going on. And if not, then you got to go to work. Like yeah. you, you know you got to go, like, to campus, like, store, and, like, go go do your job for, you know, like, five hours. Get out. You still got to do homework. You probably have a night class, depending on how many credits you're taking. Yeah. You know, so it's, like, it's rough, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you still have to find time to sleep. And then, you know, you're trying to kick it with your friends, too. So it's it's just a lot to deal with. And yeah. I bet it's even harder at the university level. Because I remember that, like, in high school, remember, like, I was like, fuck, like, I have no free time at all to do anything. Yeah. So I yeah. can only imagine at a university level where it's, like, more, where take it more serious and people, yeah. there's more coaches. And it's harder because you really got to, like, be disciplined, you know? Like, if you really want to be successful, like, in anything, of course, you have to be disciplined. But with school, like, if you don't discipline yourself to, like, put time aside, like, mm. for school and, like, to study and, like, to actually, like, take care of those things, like... Bro, it's never going to get done. But, but what about, like, you know, for example, you know, you have a lot of high school athletes that sometimes they don't go straight to a D1 university and they end up at some sort of, like, community college, D3 school, D2 school. So, I mean, do you really think it's worth it for any of those athletes to continue to move on with their, like, pursuing that, you know, um, sports career? Because, I mean, it's very competitive. So, I mean, what are the chances of somebody actually moving on to a D1 school coming from, like, a community college? You know, what sort of things are they supposed to think about what sort of work? Because they're competing against high school athletes at that point because high school athletes are moving on to that D1 and they're at community college still. Yeah. You know? No, no, that's true. Um, I mean, we definitely, it, depending on the athlete, like we'll definitely like, you know, be able to tell like what their caliber of athleticism is and, you know, kind of like help guide their route from there. Um, but I mean, we've had guys that have gone like, you know, to a JUCO level. I actually had a guy who just um, who left a, a local JUCO. I want to say it was like Santa Monica College. And he got he's uh, on full ride at the University of Houston. So it's like oh shit, so, Damn, yeah. That's fat. And like he was like a he was like a sophomore, like uh, going to be a junior, like in the JUCO system. And like so, you know, that's a really like close to like where you, it's like your mark. Like yeah. it's either you, you're going on or you're like you're done. You know. Yeah. Um, so we, I mean, we promote it like at, at all levels. Like we try to tell kids like just chase greatness. Like just just want to be great. Just like want to do all, all the little things right. Like want to do everything that you can possibly do the best that you possibly can because at the end of the day like you're good you're gonna get to wherever you're meant to be you know and it's like we don't push like oh d1 or bus like no no it's like you know whatever journey that it is that that god has planned for you like we're gonna walk that with you you know we're gonna like we're gonna we're gonna help you we're gonna guide you and like the good thing is is having connections at multiple levels you know at the the youth level at the high school level at the college level like because then you can really like like i said really guide kids and like really help them and help them understand like okay well this may not be my route, but it doesn't mean that I can't go to like a Division three school and still get an education and still get you know a degree and like and still be able to give back to my community and go and help people. And like I said earlier, like our biggest thing is like developing leaders. So that's like what we try to promote. And it's like okay, well, if you don't go Division one, you could still like I said go D three, play ball for a year or two, and then you know end up being a leader in your community and you know building things that aren't there. You know making things better. In regards to giving kids that advice, what would you tell parents, just just in general, about their kids? 
Um, like, uh, like what, like, are you saying like, as far as, Oh, so to specify more, if the parent thinks, Oh, my kid is super good, you know, I think they should go D the D one route, or I think they should go play at a private high school that has a really good football team, basketball team, whatever it is. And you see the kid isn't at that level. What would you, what advice would you give the parents? Um, you know, I just, I, I always tell people to be realistic, you know, like be realistic. Like, you know, if you're not one you know like physically gifted like okay then you know you got to kind of like look at what your your options are um but our biggest thing is is just kind of like guiding people early like we don't want to bring somebody in and promise like oh this we're going to do this this and this for you and you're going to get these results and you're going to go here like mm -hmm. no it's yeah. like you're going to come in you're going to get a fair assessment we're going to tell you where you are where you could be within the next six months to a year depending on how hard you work and then from there, we can continue to guide you, but we're not going to say, like, right off the bat, like, oh, yeah, you're going to go to this private high school, and, like, you're going to play, like, no, we just tell kids, like, look, if, if you're ready by the next season comes, and you produce in the season, then we'll talk after, and mm -hmm. we'll see, we'll see, you know, what the next options are from there, but um, that's kind of, like, how we approach it, and, like, I think it's, like, a fair way of doing it, you know, because you, you don't know early on, like, kids could get hurt, like, in the yeah. eighth grade, yeah. and they could be a, a crazy athlete, like, in the sixth grade, you know, like, you know, that's like Jesus, like my oh, boy yeah. Jesus, like with this dude that I was, um, that I grew up with, um, at, and we played basketball at St. Benedict's and he tore his like ACL, like his, oh, his eighth grade year. But man, I mean, dude was a crazy hooper. Like he was, a, he was the best one, like in our city, like for sure against everybody. That's like all the homies, like, like he was a hooper. And like after that, like it set him back. I mean, he, he still played and he still bounced back, but you Could know, have been a just, lot better. Yeah. So, so, I mean, every athlete that you get or that just crosses your way, do you think that they all have the potential to make it, I guess, big, you know, move on to a bigger league, D1, move on potentially to the NFL, whatever their dreams and aspirations are? Do you really know that every athlete can make it? Or how do you how do you see that? What is your perspective on that? Um, I just think it, like, comes down to, like, work ethic and, like, okay, well, like, how, how committed is this kid? Like, not only just a kid, but his parents, too, you know, like, Okay, are the parents committed to bringing them to practice every day? Like, are the parents like involved with with involved with their nutrition? Are they keeping up with their school? Like, you know, because it's it's so much more than just like than field. just being a, a baller. You know, like especially like nowadays, like we took these kids to the the Super Bowl experience like this past weekend, right before the Super Bowl, um, and there was like a there was like a, a NFL alum that was there, and he was just like talking to people and you know like taking pictures and whatnot. And one of the things that he, like, highlighted in the, when he was talking to the kids, he was like, look, he was like, the biggest thing that we look for is character. Like, you know, like, we don't we don't look for the best athlete. Like, sure, everybody in the NFL that's at the combine can run, you know, at least a 4-4, like, 4-5, like, and everybody could jump, you know, 27, you know, whatever. Like, you know, so it's like, okay, well, what, what separates you? Like, are you going to be somebody of character on the team? Like, are you going to add value? Like, are you going to be a leader? Like, are you going to set the tempo at practice? And so that's kind of like what we tell them like early on and like kind of focus on at a young level. So that way it kind of, you know, continues to develop as they get older and, and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, does that kind of answer like, the yeah. question? But so then when it comes to building character, building leadership, so what is your approach to build that in a, in a young a young athlete or at whatever whatever age that you're dealing with what is your approach how do you do that also adding to that question do you think it's one of the things you're kind of born with or you can coach that to get someone there i think there's definitely natural born leaders um and you know that sets that sets apart like the goods from the greats mm -hmm. you know like for sure there's natural born leaders but um i definitely think that you can teach leadership i think that it's something that can be practiced um and to to answer your question um one way that we develop leadership is just 
giving these kids a voice, like letting them lead the practice, you mm-hmm. know, letting them lead the stretches, letting them work out on their own. Like we don't mic, I don't micromanage the kids when I train them. Like, of course, I'm very detailed and we watch, you know, exactly what they're doing and stuff like that. But I'm not right there, like in his face and like, you know, yelling at him and screaming at him. Like, we want to see how dedicated are you to your craft? Like, are you going to take all the reps seriously? Are you going to do slow and controlled? Like, are you going to do exactly what is needed to be done in order to perform at your peak that day? You know what I mean? Um, and so, like, with the with leadership, it comes, like, they have to be leaders of themselves first. Like, if you can't lead yourself and you can't be disciplined in your actions and, like, what you're trying to do, like, how can you turn around and lead somebody else? And that goes what, that goes with saying, like, lead by example, right? Like, if I'm going to do all the things right, like, the dude next to me is probably going to want to do them too because then I'm going to know he cheated, right? Like, if we have the same workout and you finish, you know, 10 minutes before me, like, there's no way, you know? Yeah. Like, it's programmed a certain way, like, you cheated, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then nothing's a competition, you know, when it comes to, like, working out, especially, like, with what we do. It's, like, very it's very organized and very strategic um, and very science-based. But um, with leadership, you know, I look up, like, leadership videos. Like, sometimes we'll, the kids will be working out in the gym and, like, I'll play, like, you know, like a little motivational video of leadership or, like, um, today, for example, like, there was, a, there was an interview on Nick Saban and he was just talking about... Um, how there was three kids on the team who didn't do all the things that they needed to do at practice during the season. And when it came time to the championship game, there happened to be, you know, three guys that were out. And those three guys couldn't fill those roles. Why? Because they weren't at practice, because they weren't committed. And, like, you're not going to get rewarded in the championship game for that. You know what I mean? And so we were, I was showing the kids that video, and, like, they were just kind of like, wow. Like, you know, it's, like, it's interesting to think about, like, those those things, especially as a, as a youngin, because, like, then it really shapes their perspective. Like, and it really kind of, like, shows them, like, okay, I can do this. Like, this is something that, like, I can become. And, like... I think it's just, like I said, it comes with practice. When you were referring to we earlier, like were you speaking on like the, your coaching staff and group that you're at at your high school or the group that you have outside of that for the kids? Uh, so it'd, it'd pretty much basically be like the group that we have outside of that for the kids. Um, during quarantine, I had, a, I had an awesome staff. I worked with a lot of great coaches, um, two of which that, that coach high, uh, college ball, another one coaches um, high school ball, or two or three of them also coach high school ball. And so... Those were a couple guys that that we had worked with during quarantine and then moving out of quarantine. Um, I had brought in, a, like, another staff and, and some more people because they had better opportunities and stuff like that to go on and do stuff for coaching, you know, and that's awesome. Um, so I was fortunate enough to be able to put together another staff, and we have, like, you know, there's some, like, dad coaches that are out there that, you know, are just passionate about the game and just want to help, you know. Um, and then there's other people right now that are on staff that do, you know, gym training or field training and um, when, uh, like I have my friend Daniel, uh, Daniel Baez, I, I went to high school with, and he's starting to coach me now. And like, he was a, a college athlete, he played rugby, won like a national championship and whatnot. So it's oh, cool, sure. you know, for the kids to see that, like people from their area, like he went to Bosco Tech too, and he was from El Sereno. So it's like, okay, well we get to see like somebody who comes straight from where we are, like do it at the big level and then come back and give back. And like, I think he's a leader too. And like, He's somebody that, like, you know, I've always been able to lean on, like, you know, for help and whatnot, and just somebody who's always been there. So that's what leadership's about. So all that is through the nonprofit organization, right? Like, that's how you give all this coaching, strength training, you know, skill training, all of that, right? That's completely separate from coaching at a high school, right? Yeah, completely. Like, it's totally separate. Like, um, I actually just got to LaSalle High School. Like, I officially, like, will be coaching there this year. 
Um, I had split my time there uh, last year with Cathedral High School. So I would do Cathedral oh, High School in the morning Cathedral. and then LaSalle in the afternoon. So it was pretty cool. Um, it was a good experience. I looked, he got tired because it was, it was a lot. And I was going to school at the same time. Wait, LaSalle is, d- wait, like the Great LaSalle, like Division One LaSalle? No, 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 not Day LaSalle. Oh, that's Day LaSalle. That, yeah, that's a green school. And they're like more up north. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But Cathedral's a really good school, man. You got fucking great kids that came out of there. Bryce Young, Alabama QB. Yeah, literally. You got a bunch of great heads that came out of Cathedral. There was a lot of really uh, a lot of really good athletes that came out of there, even when I was coaching there. I, I started coaching there back in, uh, I want to say it was like 2019 season. Mm-hmm. So, like, that first year, like, we, like, the first kid that I happened to coach was, like, Chad Ojo's son, like, Ocho oh, Cinco. shit, really? Yeah, like, uh, like... Is there someone at uh, Cathedral? Yeah, so he was, like, he had transferred there for his senior year and whatnot, um, and he was, like, committed to play, like, football at, like, ASU, and, I mean, he was a baller, like, it was cool, like, you know, bonding with that kid and just, like, learning about him and, like, who he was as a person, like, because, you know, people get caught up with, like, oh, it's, you the know... The fame and all that. His dad and whatnot, but, I mean, he's a great kid, you know, and, like, he's come, like, to the house to, like, work out, like, during the summer and, like, on his off season and just keeping me updated with how he's doing. So it's awesome to see, like, you know, success at every level. Are there any athletes that you've coached or worked with that have made it to the Division One level or at any, like, top <laughs> universities right now in any sport you've done? Um, yeah, so uh, Bryson Reeves um, is a DB now. He played wide receiver and DB in, in the kick and punt return uh, at St. Francis High School. Mm-hmm. He now plays at the University of Utah, and they just won the Pac-12 championship. Um, yeah, so, sure. yeah, he's 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 a really good athlete. I uh, just worked with him, like, this past weekend. They were in the Rose Bowl this year. Yeah, exactly. Was he a starter, or I think just because he got to the team? Uh, no, he would get in on special teams and whatnot. I don't think he played too much defense, but um, he got recruited over that safety. And, like, you know, special teams is, is a big, like, that's, yeah. that's a huge factor in the game. Like, if you guys saw, the, you know, the playoffs this year, like, yeah. you know, like, kickers are everything. You know? Yeah, so, exactly. Punters special too, teams, man. Yeah, special teams is huge. But um, he he's a great kid, great athlete. He's, like... He's huge, like he's super fast, and you know, just tore it up his senior year. He had like twenty-one D L one offers, and oh damn, yeah. And the University of Utah was like his best one, so yeah. Wow. Who do you feel that uh, is someone that you look up to, or like someone that has influenced you like really heavy? That has, um, I would say, like um, inspired you to become a coach or trainer. Um, <clears throat> to be like a, a coach or a trainer, um, to answer that like specifically. Uh, shoot. Yeah, and also, like, what kind of made you want to, like, just support the community in your whole neighborhood and provide those sort of services? Um, I would say, I would say, like, the, who motivated me? I, w- I would probably say, like, one of my coaches, uh, Chris Ricks, um, he was, like, a, he ran a local camp, um, in Laverne when I was in high school, and, like, I would go practice with him, like, every Saturday or Sunday, and, like, it'd be, like, a two-hour training session, so I actually learned kind of, like, what I do now from him, you know, and so he was somebody who um, was a leader, he is a, he is a leader, you know, he's, like, a pastor, and um, he's, like, a, a great communicator, like, he works for, like, sp- like Fox Sports, and, like, um, he's, like, a broadcaster and stuff like that, but um, he's just, like, a great family man, like, a great leader, like, he, he gave me a lot of opportunities outside of the football field, like, um, even after I like played with him at at the camp and like after I was done, you know, playing football, like he just continuously gave me opportunities and um, just seeing him like what he did for the community and like you know it was affordable and like it was like faith based and like I, you know I'm pretty religious so for me it was like that was like a plus you know yeah, um, yeah. so he like he, I guess you could say he like motivated me to to want to give back and like just be a leader and like that was something that he always like imposed on me. Um, 
And just why why did I want to get back? You know, Bosco Tech was in like you know the best school of football. You know, and like it was a small division school, but um, you know I cared. You know, I I cared. I wanted to get out. You know, I wanted to play at the next level. Like I wanted to to be great. You know, and I wanted to see what it took to get there. Um, and so you know, I didn't make it to the highest level, and you know, I wasn't the the best ever. Like I was, you know, it was what it was. But I wanted to give kids an opportunity. You know, I wanted to, I wanted them to see, like, man, I can do it. Like, oh shoot, like I can do it. You know, like I can, I have the the will to do it. Like I have the capability and like the connections and like that was like the biggest thing is just you know giving opportunities that I never had and like, um, you know, I grew up without a pop, so for me it was like, okay, like you know, if I if I had a dad, maybe I would have knew a lot more about like sports growing up and like getting into it sooner and like recruiting and whatnot. Um, so I figured, you know, there's probably other kids out there in the community mm-hmm. that, you know, have single moms and, you know, their aunts take care of them and stuff like that, you know, so how are they going to, how are they going to know, you know, and so that's kind of where I come in and like, you know, I provide the opportunity and like, you know, just, you know, educate people. Yeah. It kind of seems like, because, you know, being in sports and it's very competitive and there's so many people you're literally competing against every, everybody across the nation. And it kind of seems like resources really do matter a lot. You know, it create yeah. it, it could either create opportunities or it could like take away from a lot of opportunities. Because I mean, like in your case, how you said, you know, you kind of had to stop playing football in high school because there was just wasn't enough money. And I mean, some students can't even join like some sort of you know like um, some camp or something because they don't have enough money. You know, probably they won't have they won't even have anything like somebody to actually take them to the camp or whatever. So I mean, it's really great that these services like it's completely free. No, so we actually do, like, charge, like, a small fee, um, but, like, the fees basically go back to the kids, like, so with, like, our tryouts, when, when we had, like, the kids, like, um, who wanted to come out and compete for our team and, like, play for us and whatnot, um, like, the tryouts were free, like, you know, it was, it was completely free. We even had, like, uh, two sponsors, Nutrishop uh, from Monterey Park, and they came and provided hydration for all the kids, and then we had Chick-fil-A Monterey Park also sponsor us, and they gave us, like, 75, like, chicken sandwiches and, like, like five pounds of sauce, like it was Jesus. <laughs> so you know, it's it really like cool. But what, um, what's the name of your nonprofit organization? Uh, binary exercise and sports training. So it stands for Beast. Which oh, is let's say binary. binary. Uh, Wait, one more, time, one more time. Binary exercise and sports training. So what it, what binary stands for is like two things pertaining to the same thing. So you have like yoga, Pilates, like weightlifting, speed training, sports training. You know, all these different types of training all incorporated into one umbrella you yeah. know what i mean and so um that's where like all that comes from and then and sports training which and is like field training. training and soccer and you know basketball football whatever it is are we gonna be hooked up with the free training lesson <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i was actually gonna ask so like let's say what's the age uh cut off uh that for for you to like train someone like let's say for example let's say me uh-huh. i'm like i want to learn how to play football you know let's say not at a professional level but i want to learn you know i want to learn how to catch a ball i want to learn how to you know the sport um is there people or are there people like do you get people like that basically um and do you or and if you do like do you kind of like just push them off do you try to focus on like the little uh younger kids you know like to try to like develop them or uh, no so like from from like an adult level, not really. I haven't really had too many people like approach me like, "Oh, hey, can you train me?" Like, I'll be um, the first. But <laughs> <laughs> get your old ass out of here. <laughs> no, but um, I, I don't really focus like too much on the kids. It's like mostly like just whoever comes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to like like fitness training and whatnot, like mm-hmm. the other stuff that I do, 
Um, I've worked with like you know tons of people like like from a crazy different amount of ages, like probably all the way up until like. I would probably say like fifty eight or something like that. Fifty eight. Yeah, I trained Damn. my own. But like training, right? Like oh, like okay. uh, weights and stuff. Yeah, like that. exactly. Okay. And it's like everything's like designed, you know, to like the person and like their body type. Yeah. It's more like yeah. of a fitness thing, like you get fit type. Exactly. Shit. Yeah. Mm, so okay. there's like it's just like uh, like I said, it's like a whole umbrella, you know. It's just like mm. a, a wide variety of things that like I do, and like I don't really want to like be boxed into anything, you know. I don't want to just be like, oh, he's just a football coach, or like oh, he's just like a gym owner, like no, mm. I'd, like. Like, you know, I can't be boxing. Like, I'm trying to do everything, you know? So it's like, I think if you limit yourself to what you can do, then, like, you're doing it to yourself, you know? But if you really, like, tell yourself, like, no, I could, you know, I could do this and I could do that. And if you're willing to take the time to do the things necessary to be able to do all those things, I mean, you know, like, why not? You know? It's like, my bad. You said it was very science-based, right? So, like, who's kind of doing your whole research and everything to make it science and make it valid? So me, so like, well, with the the studying and like the schooling that I've got through the University of Liverpool, like that gives it, you know, like validation and credibility, you know? Yeah, exactly. And once I get my degree, like at the end of the year, then like, it'll like definitely be set in stone. Like, okay, this dude is like educated, like, you know, he's he got a degree and like, you know, went to school for a while. So that, that would, you know, definitely up my credibility. Um, but I've gotten like different, like. A football training certifications they've been like cpr certified and like just different stuff that you have to get like through the high schools and stuff like that um so that's another thing that i do too that's like credible is like okay like he does like football coaching like at high school so you know you wouldn't get hired at a local high school like if you didn't know i mean so there are some coaches out there that do get hired that don't know what they're talking about but no like uh, you know for the vast majority it's not like it, that. yeah no. you have to you know have some type of knowledge and like you know some type of credibility um and then just years shit. yeah exactly yeah. like years of experience too like i said I, I started when i was 18 so like we're like in, that's like four years now yeah like, yeah so yeah four going on five years are you consistently doing research all the time though oh like, yeah like me and myself like personally like yeah i mean like even brian too like brian's helping me like he's sent me like articles and like he sent me like stuff like we would, he would come like work out at the gym like during covid and like we, we would always just be like we'd work out, out together beast. you know yeah, and, like he would beast. just like teach beast. me like like about you know cns and like you know just everything like just like teaching me about like powerlifting and just getting bigger and like i mean i'm not the biggest person i'm like you know definitely not the most like fit person anymore but um you know the brain is the strongest muscle you yeah. know and like i oh, definitely yeah. exercise it every day you know i try to give myself something like a new challenge or new something new to learn and then the other thing too like i said is, is experience like looking at the kids and like giving them the training programs like they just they're about to end uh their six week training cycle this week so they're going to start a new one and just looking at the results that they've start that they had at the beginning and like what they're about to end with is what we definitely see like numbers you know and then kind of from there it's like okay well this is like evidence-based all right so like this worked for this kid this didn't work for this kid like Mm. now this is what we need to do right here for the next six months the next six weeks and then you know, kind of periodize it and, and like, just kind of continue to grow and, like, build a database and, yeah, you know. Have you ever worked it's with a coach dope. that didn't know Thank anything, you. that had no resume, that didn't even know what they were talking about? Man, I don't even want to put nobody down, but, yeah, bro, it's like... Uh, I don't think you know names. No, yeah, no, yeah, definitely not. No, okay, tell the names. Tell the names. I'm like, oh, this fool. What school? Don't hire him. 
Um, I definitely have though. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Honestly, it's rough. But I mean, it's it's cool, you know, because you you gotta learn. You know, you gotta how learn they, how to work with. Different yeah, how people. did they even get the job? Where was this at? If you don't mind me asking, was this like at high school high for school? coaching, or was this like say the name? Say the name of the high school. <laughs> <laughs> don't say names. A few moments later, people was, who like, play football, like people who play sports, can't really like coach this. Like, yeah. Literally, like fuck no. I wasn't really good at sports. So that's why I'm coaching. <laughs> Wait, so you don't think? Yeah, so you don't think that if you're good at a sport, you could actually coach it um, I, mean, I mean in most yeah. cases a lot of people say no like because usually the masterminds are co- people who played sports but weren't the best at them and yeah. like, were the ma- like knew everything behind the scenes of how to run shit y- well yeah but i mean like uh run shit as far as like for yourself like teaching yourself yeah like, you have to I was like gonna say that yeah maybe yeah. they get coached so in his case maybe for a football player a wide receiver that was a sick ass wide receiver he could coach another wide receiver but i don't know about coaching a whole team mm. that that's my take you agree yeah kind Something of like well, that so like the I guess like what you can say is like most people who are athletic like that are athletically gifted like can play and like just have like natural reaction like they they get it quicker right like it doesn't yeah. take them longer to process it whereas like somebody who's not as athletically gifted and like doesn't have as much reaction time like then they're gonna have to study the game more they're gonna have to like study the process more and like how things are actually done instead of just being able to like kind of like just you know play like you know mm. like that's like Cooper Cup like literally uh, like the Super Bowl MVP you know triple goat. count like, fucking go like you know Cooper he's Cup. like he's goaded but like the thing about Cooper Cup is you can put him in any system and he'd thrive you know and that's because like he's if you give him sound. Not even just that. It's just like he knows how to read like defenses yeah, yeah. and like you know mm-hmm. they. I know that they give him a lot of the choice routes because you know based off of the DB's leverage and whatever coverage they're, they're in, so he's gonna get off. open exactly. You know, and like that's why you know he's so dominant. Yeah, right? man. Who's your favorite football player all time? Uh, all time. All time. Sheesh. And then currently too. Currently, yeah, OBJ for sure. That's oh really? OBJ. OBJ. Fuck man. Praise up to that guy. Another torn ACL. Literally. Wait, why though? Why OBJ? Yeah. Um, just for like his work ethic, like his passion for the game. Like I just think he's like, um, I I think he sets the example for for wanting better, like and wanting better for people around you, like because like you know you couldn't thrive at the Browns, you didn't really thrive, like you know, and he thrived in the Giants, but like he didn't have like a team around him, he didn't have like people that were around him that wanted to be great, and like so. Um, I think just like showing his passion and like once he really got the opportunity to like be around people that wanted to like win, a winning that, culture. Yeah, mm. then it was like it showed that like you know this is like this is my passion for the game and like you know obviously people go through like times of like immaturity and like you know people make mistakes like you know so I'm not gonna say like you know he's perfect or whatever but I just think that like with his passion like his style of play like just everything like swagger you know like that's like a that's like a big part of football and like I think it's cool for like kids to see that you know it's like it's it's like him expressing himself. All yeah. time though, fuck, I don't know, I don't know. That's tough. Uh, or do you have a tie? Top two three people, or top three, three. people? Um, top two. Football player? Sheesh, I don't even top three football players. Damn. Top of your head. I know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Lamar Jackson came to my mind. Oh well, really, Lamar Jackson? Yeah, but I mean that's like you know that's all like time right though. Now. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what about you know, Bo Jackson? I see. I think maybe a better question would be like right now because if you like yeah. go back to like all time, your mind has to work a lot. Yeah, like, you could say the first person I came to mind was like Kobe, but I'm like, Fuck, yeah, who's your favorite basketball, basketball player? <laughs> yeah, all Kobe, time, that's yeah, my boy, yeah, Michelle sure. Kobe too. But so, all right, so my question is, um, you know, there's that saying, uh, hard work beats talent. Um, do you think 
that's true you know like how how much talent do you really need and like how much hard work do you need in order to beat that talent because you know you keep saying like some students some athletes are just born you know naturally gifted at playing a sport but can a hard worker really surpass that natural talent you know uh yeah i mean again like i said to, to cooper cubs fact like you know he's not like the tallest like he's definitely not the fastest like you know so not even the biggest yeah exactly you know but with knowledge and with understanding the game and like studying and learning and like putting yourself in the right position consistently like you know that that beats talent like i think obj is probably more talented than cooper cup but cooper cup one has been in the system longer so he understands it more and then two like i said they give him the choice i, I personally think they give him a lot of the choice routes so that would get him open you know nine out of ten times like, you know what kind of like suits that answer to as well like you know that interview where they asked him like the post game like oh like yeah and he gives like the complicated answer of like, re- like yeah, reading the coverage yeah. and the defense and if he did that he'd break it off and all that exactly such so a thing he could answer like oh if he went back i just cut in and he gave such a complex like he, he knows what he's studying and he knows his craft yeah exactly like, and I, I think like football especially like as you level up it's all about watching film like you know you got to study you got to learn you got to watch it you got to watch your opponent study like what they do wrong like you know tom brady was in the league for so long like he played everybody like you know twenty thousand times like you see them you see them every year you know it's like you, you know what their goat. tendencies are you know what they're looking to do like you know, and so I, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, just to that fact, it's like, yeah. Do you think you should watch film for all sports uh, that are individual, like track, all the track events? Do you think you should watch film for yourself? Even yeah. if it's not on the whole team? No, yeah, like, so that's, like, a whole part of, like, the sports training that, like, we do, like, at Beast. Um, we focus on, like, like filming certain things so that you can look. Like, you need to be able to, like, see it. Because there's kids that don't learn by doing. Like, they learn mm. by visuals, you know? Mm. And, like, they learn by audios. Like, there's different ways. There's, like, different learners. So, you know, you got to attack all of them. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Like, watching film, like, just seeing how your body moves and how it's supposed to move and, like, just, like, watching yourself make mistakes. Like, that, bro, that, that helps kids, like, tremendously. And, like, you know, I think that's that's a huge factor. Do, do you think that all the coaching you've done so far carries on with all the kids and all the athletes that you've coached? With within themselves and the rest of their life, do you think it's gonna carry on with them forever? Honestly, yeah, I, I really do. I really, really do because actually, I just had a kid. Um, I think so. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, I think I you do a good, you. really yeah. good job coaching, I, bro. I, I think you're great too. You know, I love you. Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but now my boy Noah Vila, um, he started out training with me when I was in high school. So I used to help one of my coaches like build up his like sports training organization, hmm. um, and. He Noah, I met Noah through him, and Noah would like come to the trainings, and like we work out together. Um, and then as I like got into college and stuff like that, like I would teach him what I was learning in college, um, and he would just train, train, train. And um, he had a rough time coming out of high school; like he wasn't really highly recruited. But he actually just signed uh, like a NAI scholarship to go play somewhere in like Kansas, I think. Um, but I mean, he's like some kid you know who didn't give up, who really like has taken on a leadership role. Like he's somebody who's like a part of the staff that's come back and like help the kids like training and like working them out in the gym and whatnot. Um, so I definitely think it like carries over and I think um, just seeing like success of other kids and like, it, you know, they're kind of like, like if you don't listen to me, right, like say you're like, oh, no, I don't really like I don't think what you're going to like what you say is like working. Mm-hmm. But like these three kids, like it worked perfectly for them. You're going to be like, wait, hold on. Like, OK, maybe I should like, you know, kind of pay attention a little bit. And, you know, I mean, that's with anything in life. I think once you see. Like, oh, just about to ask that. Yeah. I think with, once you see like people like sur- that you're surrounded with, like leveling up, like. It should automatically, you know, like motivate you to level up. Like, and I think nowadays, like in society, 
or just society in general like people see other people successful and it's just like oh no like like i need to be there like yeah. i need to be successful i was gonna ask that do you think social media has been a positive impact or a negative impact in regards to all sorts of youth sports you think it's helped it it's bad because uh, i know there's a lot of kids that compare themselves They'll they'll be ten, eleven years old, and they're comparing themselves to a kid who is all super athletic at that age. You know, do you think it's good, bad? Um, I just I think it's like a tool, right? So you could it could be used for good or it could be used for bad. Um, I think in in the sense of like influencing kids, um, I think it's slightly turning more bad than it was good. Like at the beginning, it was more so of like dads like recording the kid like scoring a touchdown yeah. you know like the local park and like oh put it on instagram like that way people can see it and like you know the local high school coach will see it but now it's like more of like oh like we're at a like we're at a game and i'm trying to embarrass this kid and i'm gonna do some dumb shit to like go viral and it's like mm. it's like what's the point of that you know it's like not really football like, it's like disrespectful like to the game itself you know it's like okay like how do you feel about coaches because i know i've seen a lot of them on instagram and i don't agree with anything right so how do you feel about coaches that put out fake news, fake stuff about human anatomy and how the body works and just a bunch of fake stuff just to get views, just to get clout? How do you feel about that? Honestly, it's interesting. I really think it's interesting. Like, I don't I try not to let like things like that affect me because early on I did. I was like, damn, I'm like this young and trying to make it. And like there's these people out here that are just like doing bullshit. But after a while, I was like, OK, that's not going to help me like progress, you know. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I just like I think it's interesting. Like you're really like trying to serve people like wrong knowledge and like just for what like you know for your for your own personal like you know your own personal gain like what are you doing like you know you're one taking money like two like you're you're like misguiding people and like you know you don't know what you're doing right now like the long-term effects of it like mm. you know like nobody does so wrong knowledge and um like what what's an example like um of something like that that'll like for example what you're talking about that they say like to try to make them like blow up and go viral and I think, stuff like, like that just like misleading kids like um i mean there's been like coaches that like you know like fake offers or like tell a kid like oh you're division one like you should like you can play like come train with me like we'll we'll send you to the next level like we got hella connections and you know uh, we're gonna do this this and that yeah, for so you. like gassing them up in, in a know, way like line of them and then they don't even like follow through with that and then you know the kid's like a junior and now he's like coming to me and he's like hey you know what do i do and it's just like yeah bro you're not the first one so like you know let's get started like let's make some shit happen up, man that is down do you think do you that you have great speed um like communication skills or like people skills because you know you keep mentioning like for this nonprofit organization like you have your own you know sort of connections you know you kind of bring people along that you know that'll help you with the with the business and stuff so you personally do you feel like you have good communication skills uh yeah uh growing up like i was like a I was like um introvert a like no, no, no extrovert no. extrovert yeah oh. like i was really extroverted like i was really outgoing like i was never really shy yeah this guy was a nut um, <laughs> really yeah. I actually, an animal i didn't have like younger siblings so like i, I kind of like grew up by myself like like um uh, and my older siblings were like 10 years older than me right like my oh, sister's like 10 years old. yeah so like imagine like you know like an eight-year-old talking to like some 18 year olds like mm. you know so like and just like adults in general like my parents aren't like the youngest you know so um, I just kind of like learned early on how to like navigate through that like world and like how to speak to adults and like how to speak properly and you know stuff like that and I was like a lector like church like I used to like read on Sundays and stuff like that so like for me it was, all that stuff was cool you know like it was like an experience and like I liked it 
Um, but I think from like a communication and like a leadership perspective, like I've definitely like improved a lot, you know, and like I think that was like my biggest thing like coming out of like quarantine and like as I've been like growing and maturing, like, okay, how can I be a better communicator? Like how can I be more informative? Like how can I like lead people better? And um, like I said, it's all about action and like you could say things, but it's also about backing them up. How much would you say confidence goes into coaching? Because I remember I'd be around some coaches where they didn't have confidence and kids would just run you over. Like, they won't pay attention to you. Yeah. Like they just look over you. We'll no, see right through that, you. That's big time, bro. That's big time. I mean, because, like, with anything in life, like, you should be confident, mm -hmm. you know? And, like, um, I think people who don't, like, I, I think people who don't, like, reinforce confidence are, like, insecure within themselves. And, like, you know, they have their own problems to deal with. And it's like, bro, like don't don't like let let that belittle you know somebody else um and so with like coaching like like i said there's like a thin line between like being confident like and cockiness like especially like in this industry it's like very like ego driven um but confidence is key bro like if, if you don't know what you're talking about and if you can't really like explain it and like you know speak in your normal voice and it's like okay well you know who is this guy like is he really who he says he is like you know and like that was my biggest thing like when i first started coaching it was like okay like if i'm gonna do it like i need to be serious about this like i need to have like the right terminology like i need to be able to like communicate like not even just like about like the science and just like the sports but like you know like setting appointments like scheduling like business and like talking with people on the phone like you know you put your phone on social media your phone number on social media like people are gonna call you like you're gonna get some clients like oh hello like is this like you know coach arthur is this coach a like so you know you can't just be like oh like when i first would answer the phone I'd be like what's up like you know like I was, like you know just like some head ass shit and, like, you know that was just like who i was like 18 you know 19 years old and like and then parents and parents would be like oh like, like hello like is this like coach arthur like oh yes you know hi how are you doing like, you know like, yeah, like yeah. real quick switch over but um no I, I think it's a big deal bro you know I think, I think it's it's confidence is key and just you know with anything in life you know you're never gonna get where you want to be unless you're confident Jesus. so you said you were 22 um have you do you think that with your age when you know other adults have approached you or like certain opportunities or whatever do you think that some of those opportunities have been lost because of your age you know because you are kind of young so you know you go to someone that's older you know you you kind of ask them like hey you want to work with us you know we got this going on blah 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 and they kind of like nah because you're younger like why would we want to have work they ever you? shunned you yeah have um, you ever like missed opportunities or have you ever gotten shot down have you ever been this like discouraged type of thing no like just shot down in just general like, you know yeah. like, oh, like you know no. like no we're not gonna work with you simply because of your age well what's funny is that um i had actually like applied to be a head coach like i think i was like 19 years old like it was like like At a year after i started coaching like no after like i started beast and like i became like coach a like coach arthur mm -hmm. um I had, like, applied to be the head coach at Bosco Tech. Like, I mean, they weren't doing good at the time, you know? And so I was like, okay, like, this might be, like, my entry opportunity. Like, I already, like, I'm already running this business. Like, I've already built clientele. So, like, you know, I, like, I kind of, like, knew the system. So I literally put together, like, a whole resume. Like, I bought, like, a whole suit. Like, I did, like, a PowerPoint presentation and, like, you know, who I was going to hire. Because, oh, like I said, I took the football class with my coach that from, at the University of Laverne, the, like, the, the te like, teaching you how to be a coach and whatnot. So, at the end of the class, like, we actually had to build a PowerPoint and a resume, like, if we were to go interview to be a head coach. So, it kind of, like, inspired me. Like, all right, well, look, I'm already doing this. Like, you know, like, I'm already being educated. So, you know, like, they're not doing good anyway. So, you know, what? why not? Why not take a shot, you know? Like, yeah. that's why I'm saying, like, confidence is, like, crazy, you know? It's just, yeah, like, What they say to you? So, I actually, like, went and... um 
uh, like the my principal interviewed me, and it's funny, you know, because it was my principal. You know, he's just like, oh yeah, you know, like I I see that you were like well prepared for this. Like we're gonna give you a call back, and like um, so like the AD called me and like he like asked me, he's like, oh you know how are you gonna do fundraising and like blah blah, and I was like, okay, well like this is my experience with like the nonprofit with like fundraising and and whoop de woo, and like so this is what like principles I'm gonna apply and like the things that I'm gonna do. Um, and then after that, I didn't get a call back and like they had, they hired another head coach, but I mean, it's cool. You know, like I think I've gotten a lot better other opportunities besides that, but I was like one of the, I'm pretty sure I was like the youngest, like guy yeah. to ever like apply for like a head you're coaching at a high job, school and be a fucking know? head coach. Yeah. It takes a lot of balls. Cause head, being a head coach would take up a lot of fucking time too. Man. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, my, my biggest thing is like, well, cause I want to coach in the NFL, right? And like my goal is like to get there before like I'm 30. Cause I'm like, all right, well, by the time I'm 30, right? Like I'll probably already have a family. Like the life expectancy would probably be like a little bit longer. So, you know, I won't really have to be like pressured to like have kids like early on. The whole thing with being like a coach in the NFL, there's really no age limit to it. Like you could be pretty, you could be like 50. Yeah, the you know, you could, be, are old. you could be pretty old. Yeah. You know? Like to be more on the younger side would be more like a rarity, you know? It is, yeah. Like, like Sean McVay. The child about to mention Sean McVay was like, what? How old was he when he got hired? Like 31? Uh, no, 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 no. He was, uh, I think he was like 30 when he got hired as like a head coach. Was he the youngest head coach ever to be yeah, hired? Yeah, he I, was. He was, right? Yeah, yeah. And then this past Super Bowl was the two youngest head coaches to ever go at it in the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Sean McVay was like 33? Uh, and now he is, yeah, yeah something see, like that. Thirty three and coaching fucking. And he was, but he was like in the league, like coaching at like twenty four though. Oh really? Yeah, he what was like a position hell? coach. Like I want to say it was like. Uh, I knew he was, was at a university, for? right? I was for the Redskins. That's who it was for. Uh, oh. Before that too, yeah, it was like at a was shout out university. Dom. Nah, nah, kill it. I'm uh, a Cowboys fan. You know the deal. So kill it. Redskins. But shout out my boy Dom Buckets. Yeah, just Dom Buckets. What was it gonna? Wait, ask? so how would you even get to that level though? Like NFL, that's already professional. That's yeah. highest of highest. You know, you're 22 right now. You're talking about this coach being 24. So I mean, I don't know if you know anybody else that has gone on, like anyone around you that has gone on to like an NFL coaching position. Maybe not as a head coach. Um, but yeah, how would you tackle that? So, um, first and foremost, definitely like finishing school. Like that's my main priority right now is like get school done. Like obviously I want to have a degree, like I said, for credibility and like to be able to say like, you know, this is something that I'm passionate about and I, you know, took the time to work on. Um, but coaching at at Cathedral High School last year, I, I moved on to, again, like I said, LaSalle High School in Pasadena. Um, and the head coach there, Ben Byers, I mean, he's, he's an awesome dude. Like he's, he's great. Like he's phenomenal. He's, he's coached college ball for I want to say like 11 years like for the like nine of like of those 11 years he was like a, a champion like conference champions at APU mm. like this is when they were like back to back to back to back champions like they just had like a crazy run um so he has a lot of like connections at the division one level and like just like a whole bunch of people and like a huge network that he knows um and actually one of the football coaches that was at LaSalle prior to me being there like two three years ago uh got hired directly to the Seahawks no way. Yeah, yeah, straight up. And he's like from a position LaSalle? coach. Yeah, from LaSalle, LaSalle High to School. to the Seahawks. Straight to Seattle Seahawks. How does that even work? Bro, honestly, How old the guy? Uh, I, honestly, I don't know. I, uh, I, I barely That's know. That's fucking weird, though. How do you even they apply go, for like positions from, like that? Go, what? Yeah, how do you even apply for like positions like um, that? I mean, like they're just like any other job application. Like you could apply for any job in the NFL. Like if you want to be like a marketing manager. Like mm-hmm. one of the coaches that used to coach for Beast like during quarantine, um, Shane Vernerla, he coaches... Uh, college ball at Citrus but he also works for the Rams he's like he works with like the Shit. marketing and like with the marketing team and stuff like that and like he, like he was at the Super Bowl he was on the field like my boy like you know he's a Super Bowl champ but he's a part of the organization like 
you know that's awesome like what exactly know. does he do on the seahawks though uh the uh, the dude from the cell yeah. that person that i really don't know i don't know him like personally but i know like the coach like I know that he went there because, like, the coach told me and, like, the players were talking about it. And, like, I mean, I've seen pictures and whatnot. And, How old is the guy? Honestly, probably, like, but, like younger than 35. He looks pretty young, honestly. Oh, okay. Because that's fucking rare. You don't go from, like, a high school to the NFL level like that. Yeah. Usually they'll look at, like, Division one schools or even, like, D3 schools. No, for sure. To go from, like, a like a local high school to fucking the NFL, that's kind of rare. The, the I've never heard thing, of that. The biggest thing in, I th- I've learned in life is, like, it's not really about, like, what you know. It's about who you know. Like, yeah, that's yeah, also that, yeah. that, that is, is true. Huge, that is very true. Know? like, if you know, like, the head coach of the team, like, your chances of getting hired before, you know, yeah. There's somebody else. So how do you how do you hard. how do you network and how do you build these sort of connections with these people? You know, genuine connections that could actually help you out. Like these sort of relationships from your perspective and what have you done? Uh honestly, like I was just gonna say, like uh you hit the nail on the head, it's just being genuine. You know, it's just being real, like just you know, speaking facts and just being vulnerable too, like letting people know like you know what your goals and what your aspirations are and like you know the struggles that you've been through because you know, you never know like who's gonna relate to you and so um, that's like an easy way of just like networking and like building connections. And, um, it's obviously about staying consistent. Like I'm not going to meet you and then be like, all right, like not hit you up for like six months and then be like, Hey, yo, David, like, you know, what's up, bro? Can I get like, you know, can I get this favor? Like, can you put my name in? Like, you know, like no. what's the point of doing that? You know, like that's just yeah. using people and like trying to step on people. So, uh, my biggest thing is just consistency and just trying to like learn from like the people that I've, I've come in contact with like like i said brian has been my friend you know since we were like freshmen in high school and like he's been around me since forever and like he's somebody who wants to be successful and like those are the people you like you know you surround yourself with and like he's taught me stuff and like i've definitely taught him stuff and you know here we are doing this podcast shout know, out so. b how did you guys meet each other i was, I was about to ask high like school. how do you playing basketball i think we were hooping like yeah. at a park yeah, yeah and then, uh, like the runs and you just Commerce, say what's up yeah. every week every week we, we had mutual friends too was it at rosewood it was yeah yeah rosewood <laughs> that was pretty much it like we had like you said you had mutual friends like dom like ian like you know bro ian's still there too ian's yeah yeah <laughs> barrios too Juan barrios yeah, yeah barrios that's funny fucking barrios <laughs> he's a ball again and you need to come hey, out of retirement you don't, you don't ball big shack over here yeah he, he can't run though he's fucking too swole hey, but big old ladies the ball to paint this motherfucker them. big old ladies <laughs> what was i gonna say i had a question Oh, bro, what's what's your favorite memory overall as a coach so oh, far in your career? Sheesh, my favorite memory as a coach so far. Um, ooh, okay, bet. Probably uh, winning my first 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. 7-on-7 seven seven is like, it's like flag football, but it's like without the flags and without like the linemen. It's just all passing game. Um and I actually won my first 707 tournament when I was 18. Wait, so, you were coaching it yourself? Yeah. So I had, like, uh, built a team of beasts, like, when I was, like, 18. Like, it was, like, we had started it in, like, December of 20, I want to say 18 or something And this like was that. all high school shit? Yeah, it was high school and youth. So we had a bunch of, um, we had a bunch of, like, 14-year-olds that were playing, and we went to this tournament at St. Paul High School. Um, and we we won in triple overtime, and Ooh, that was like shit. that was the first tournament I coached, and the first tournament I ever won. So like it was like the first like in one day like you were like play caller as well and everything. Yeah, well I called the offense for like all like most of the teams that like we've put together. Um, I've had other guys as well, but um, for that team specifically, like I was calling the plays, and then one of the kids' dads was calling the defense. Um, and like we like I said, we went to triple overtime. Like a lot of those kids like have gone on and like have been like super successful. But winning that day 
um, really like motivated me and really kind of like was like reassurance like all right bet like this is something I could do like and it's just like you know carried me like to continue to like remember why I started and like why I do it yeah. because like those first kids that I worked with were like amazing bro and like I'm telling you like three of them were like CIF champions this year like one of Shit. them just signed to go play at Northern Arizona University another one went to go sign to go play at the University of Nevada um, so you know like these kids were just you know they were like small SGB kids oh, it feels it amazing feel? bro like it feels amazing for them you know I'm just happy for them and it's like it feels good to be a part of their journey like you know I can't lie I'm not just gonna be like oh no it's like I'm not a part of it like no it, you know we do play a role as a coach you know you motivate the kid you kind for of a little sure. bit of a mentor and you know just teaching them like the aspects of the game so you know at the end of the day like it, it kind of made me feel like all right I am doing this right like I am on the right path and I'm not just selling bullshit to people you know yeah. like what I know is valid like it, it works like it's it's continuously like being successful, you know, and so that's it's constantly what motivates me, and also just like you know, seeing the kids work hard for what they want, and like that motivates me as well because it's like, damn, like you're giving everything you got, so I got to give you everything I got, you know. So, so you said you were a high school coach, right? Um, I remember when I used to play uh, sports in high school, there were so many guys that just shouldn't have been on the team, like just skills wise, character wise, you know, and a lot of the times they didn't get cut, you know. And over the times, over the years, I mean, a lot of school districts haven't have, you know, stopped from cutting students off of teams, you know, because it kind of made them feel like, oh, like they weren't like good enough or whatever, you know. And a lot of these schools have given like, you know, participatory um, awards, you know. How do you feel about that? Do you really think that sh that's allowing kids to actually be, you know, are you really keeping it real with the kids when you're just allowing them to participate when they really shouldn't be on the team? What school was this? Yeah, it was, it was on the news. Yeah, yeah it was on the news. Really? Yeah, it was on the news. It was on the news this. that certain schools weren't allowing um, sports teams to cut to cut their um, I mean, athletes. Sports. I mean, what like any sports, sports though, because I can relate to that. Like my any freshman sports. year of football, there was a bunch of kids that yeah. should not have been on the team. But that's uh, that's freshman year though. No, doesn't everyone get accepted to freshman year? Football? Well, no one really gets cut from a team. Yeah. Like if we think about it, like unless you're like a really good Division One, Division Three type school. Like if you go to like a public school anywhere, you're not gonna get cut. Like as long as you show up to practice and do, not even show up every time. Like for the most part, you're just gonna stay. Are you yeah. saying like cut or like make it onto the team? No, like I mean. Yeah, I guess yeah, cut, make it thing. onto the team. It's the same Not thing. everyone makes it onto the Because the like... only one that I know of that probably won't ever cut you is cross country. No. <laughs> Look, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Individual sports. I don't remember specifically what were the schools that were doing this, but a lot of schools have banned students, like athletes, from being cut or like not making it on the team because it has made these students feel bad about themselves. Damn, Dude. I wish I was in high school. Really? On that yeah, time. no, it would have been on every sport, yeah. varsity, everything. I feel like that's probably more like towards like the big roster teams. The only one I could think is probably like football because basketball, you need only a certain amount of 15. guys. Yeah, 15. you guys only need 15 heads. Like for football, you could have an endless amount. Yeah, about it. I remember like, like uh, just boarding play. Play. Yeah, you just never play. Yeah, remember, like boarding schools. Cause I remember, I know I have a, had a cousin that um he went to like a boarding school and he told me that everyone played in that school, like you didn't really have to have like some sort of like, I'm not saying like a skill, but it's kind of like they paid to go to that school. So you you're know? on the team regardless. You're on the yeah. team, yeah. Like they pay, I think it was football. like fifty <laughs> bands that they pay a year to go to that school. Yeah. So I'm assuming. No, hmm. but I think uh just to answer like your question. I think um I think it's really good for the kids. Like I don't I don't advocate for participation awards i'm gonna say that right now like i don't think we should i don't think kids should be given like 
participation awards unless like you completed something like but just to like like just to be, show up just be on the team and say like oh we went like you know one in nine like here's your participation award like no nah, i'm cool i don't really need that you know yeah. but um i think to 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 the fact of like not cutting kids i think that's like awesome like i try not to turn away kids with beasts and like sometimes it's hard because we don't have like the things that they need and like to offer them um so again like i said we won't take their money but um i just think in general like cutting kids like like we all live different lives like all five of us right like right. we at the end of the day like when when we all got out of school like we all did something different you know what i mean and like yeah. some of those things like may not have been like the best thing like for our our future you know what i mean like that's just being truthful you know and like there's kids in high school that are going through that and it's like if you take away sports like what are they going to have to do mm -hmm. after they get out of school like mm -hmm. and then yeah, what, are gonna, what are you going to what are you going to be doing like you're going to be hanging out with your friends like on the hill like doing you know again like i said something you're not supposed to be doing you're going to be at some girl's house you know when her parents are home like you know like there's a lot of things that kids could get involved in and yeah. it's like sports is like an outlet it's like a it's like Keeps an you opportunity out of trouble. Keeps yeah busy. exactly and i think like as a coach like you you got to understand like you're not just coaching like the sport you know that's why we, i talk a lot about character and leadership development because it's like you're teaching people you're teaching people how to be better people you know and it's like if i like there were like we had a kid who um was in juvie like just like six months ago and like six months prior to that he was playing for beast but when beast ended he didn't have anything to do and Damn. so he was hanging out with his friends at like a local park in like la puente and um and like he got ran up on and like the dude was like look bro like if you don't like he's like 12 you know he's like a little kid so he's like if you don't like come with me to rob these people like you know you're like you know i mean i'm gonna shoot you and your friend like and like yeah it's like straight up bro like there's a real story like this really Damn. just happened and so like this kid got out of juvie and like he came straight to me and like i knew his brother like we played in an all-star game together and like his brother helps me coach and like he's a great person like he's he's, he's phenomenal but um, the kid came back to me and was like, look, coach, like, you know, I, I made a mistake. Like, and he just caught up with being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, you know, he wasn't, he's not even like that. Like, he's not one of those kids that's going to be like, oh yeah, I'm a gangbanger. Like I do this, this and that, whoop-de-woo. Like, no, like he just happened to be walking through the park, saw somebody who was about that. And then, you know, you're faced with the life or death situation. Like, I'm going to shoot you. Like, bro, what? Like, okay, of course I'm going to go with you. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get in trouble. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's know? a scary so, situation. Die. Imagine yeah, getting pulled exactly. up on at a park at like nine o'clock at night. Remember when we were You mean there? at midnight? You at midnight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing yeah. about that. You got, I yeah, that was remember? crazy. Yeah, you did yeah, tell yeah. I, I hung out with you like the day after it happened. We hung out at the same park, like literally the next day. By his house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went there? I wasn't there that night, but I went there the next day. I don't know why. What there was the a hell? reason why we hung out. I wonder if I was with Mishka. Yeah, you're probably with Mishka. And then he was like, "Oh, Brian lives right here." And then we pulled up and we're probably kidding. Maybe, right damn. There. Hey, yeah. I don't know where Mishka's at. Hey, you for watching this, old Mish? Hey, <laughs> dude, I don't. What's up, bro? Hey, happy birthday, Yeah. Uh, let's see. I That's had another shot. question. Hold on. Oh, no shot. Hold on. I mean, I'm so kidding. do you directly yeah. tell like your your nah. kids like to not be involved with these sort of things? You know, like do you directly tell oh, them, yeah. like, "Yo, stay away from that." You know, just forget about all that. Well, yeah. I mean, like, it's not like uh, we don't make them, like, blind to it, you know? Like, yeah. if kids ask questions, like, you know, I'm open with them, and, like, I'll be honest. And, like, I, I tell them my journey, you know? But, like, I'm a, I'm a local football coach. You know, I coach at the park. Like, do you want to do that, or do you want to go, you know, try to go play Division one football and, like, be as great as you could possibly be, mm -hmm. you know? And, like, not to knock what I'm doing or to say that it's, like, you know, less than anybody else's, like, occupation. But, um, you know, I had bigger aspirations to play, you know, at the higher level. So... You know, and the decisions I made put me where I am now. And so I just kind of teach them that. And, like, 
Um, but I mean, we don't, I definitely don't like advocate for it either. It's not like, oh, I'm just like going to do whatever I want, like in front of some kids, like, cause they, they see it, you know, and you learn by example. Like, you know, it's, like I said, it's like all about leadership and like showing kids by example, like this is how it's done. Like, this is what we're going to do. Like, and like I said, I've, I've been trying to work on it and be better at it. And I started out really young. So it was like this conversation that we're having right now is not the same conversation we would have had like four years ago. You know, I've been yeah. talking about something yeah. totally different, but my mind has been evolving and I've been training myself and I've been learning and just like listening to different people talk and like different like motivators and just like uh, filling my mind with the right thoughts and like your thoughts become your actions, you know, and like yeah. what you feed your mind is everything. Like if you listen to the wrong music, bro, like, you know, like you listen to some of the music 100%. that kids are listening today down. It's like, I'm drinking lean and, you know, I'm smoking <laughs> you, a you really and think I so just that? fuck 40 bitches. And it's yeah, like, Charles. it's like, bro, yeah. if you're listening yeah, to that I, all day, repeatedly, repeatedly, like you're going to think like, then you're going to start saying it. And then, like I said, your, your thoughts become your actions. Mm. And, like, that's, that's really good. all it is, bro. Like you're, you're like one step away from like, I'm not saying you're going to be going around shooting people, but it makes it that much easier to like be like, oh, my friend's drinking, like, or this person's drinking. Like, I want to drink. drink. I want to try that. Like, I want to see what's up. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, and like, it's like it's it's really all about like what you feed your mind. And, like, I feel that. Like, I think even with like social media, like how you asked earlier, like, oh, what do you think about like social media? I think if like what I follow, like people I follow on Instagram are like motivators. Like, I follow like you know Gary Vee. Like, I follow Kanye I, West. Like, I, I think Kanye Gary West v. is like I think in his his pre like you know before he was a motivator, but. Um, you know, I follow people like that, like you know, different like that. I did. I did dude's con name is like Kong Wang or something like that. He's oh, like, let's get this money. Like, oh yeah, the, I know. The, the real estate Asian guy. Dude? Yeah, the yeah. real estate guy. Yeah, yeah. So oh, like, like you know, you no, just, there's the, the the one that I showed you was Tuck. Okay, talk yeah, no talk, but know, Kang talk, is the one that's always talking about it. Oh, like, I know uh, who that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, let's get this is. money. Yeah, know, yeah, so it's it's big time, bro. Like yeah. what you feed your mind is everything. Like it's the same thing with what you feed your body. You know, if you're just yeah. eating yeah. chips yeah. and bullshit all day, like. That's what you're going to become. What, what's the Chips biggest... <laughs> 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 Wait, what's the up? biggest piece of advice somebody has told you that you've stuck with that you've had in the back of your head forever? Or it could be more than one thing. Like a good piece of advice? Oh, great, yeah. yeah. Something that just fucking blew your mind, changed your life. Uh, one thing is that I learned, um, and nobody really told me directly, it was like a YouTube video. It was like, a, like one of those little compilation videos of like mm. different like talkers and whatnot, but it was just like discipline. Like, really, like, discipline. Like, that's really, like, the key to success. Like, if you're really going to do, like, the same thing every single day and be, like, 100% at it, like, you're really going to, like, culminate something, you know? Like, it's really going to, like, turn out to be, like, something great. And, like, you can you can do things that can put you, conti like, ahead. But the question is, is, like, are you on the fastest track to become who you can potentially be? Like, that's really the question. Like, not are you getting better every day? Like, are you doing this? But are you on the fastest track to become the best person that you could potentially be? Like, if you really think about it, like, am I doing every single little thing possible to become who I want to be at the fastest moment? You know, at, at the right time, like when it's meant for me. Because you can do things that will take you off of that track, that will, like, veer you. And instead of you being successful at, you know, 30 years old, now you're, like, 35, maybe 40 barely reaching it but if you had done the right things at that moment and had been disciplined like bro you could have you know you could have done it in like a, le a lot less time and like that's really like a big key to success bro is like discipline so, since you started coaching you said it's been about four years right a little over four years it's about to be going on like five yeah how often have you caught yourself slacking off in those four years oh man a lot honestly like a lot you know and like i said that's a part of like growing it's part of like maturity and, and like i said if, if we had this conversation you know four years ago it'd be totally different but 
Um, I just think that it's okay to make mistakes. And, like, with growing up, like, like I said, I was, I grew up, like, we were 21 going into the pandemic. And, you know, I was barely being able to go out, you know, whatnot. And then the shutdown happened. Yeah, how'd that uh, affect you and the business? Uh, it, it really did, bro. Like, it, it really did in a good way, in a positive way, um, because I was able to learn, like, real quick. Like, because everything became consistent and it was like an everyday thing and it was really like i had to be disciplined like with what i was doing you know so it was like all the time like it was all the time like can't lag like can't be on no other shit so it really had to like level up in a sense and like we really did like you know we were servicing like i want to say like 30 probably like 40 kids during like quarantine like on a daily basis like field training weight room training like just like teaching them about football and whatnot and like yeah i didn't get caught Nah, honestly, I mean, like people are like hating and whatnot. that. That one that he mentioned earlier, some guy on social media, he was also telling him because I remember because I used to go work out at his gym at his house. He was saying some shit like, "Yo, you shouldn't be coaching kids, you know, because of COVID, this and that." But the kids wanted to train. The parents were okay with them yeah. training, and bro, you know, the kids were there alone. It was one kid by himself. He had hand sanitizer he had lice so he had everything you know literally and it, it wasn't literally. 10 kids at once it wasn't one kid and another kid would come in right after it'd be one kid in the morning take an hour two hours nobody's there sanitizes everything and then the next kid comes in the parent will even be there with the kid you know and a lot of people were giving them and the business backlash like you shouldn't do that you shouldn't be training kids shouldn't be working out with other kids during covid kids shouldn't even be out during covid and stuff you know, yeah. you just had people all over just fucking saying that you shouldn't be doing that. And it's not like we were just like blatantly like saying like, oh, fuck the CDC and like, you know, everything that was going on. You know, it was like we weren't doing yeah, that no. either. It was like, you know, there, there was, was nobody ever caught COVID. Never. I mean, honestly, I won't even lie. Like kids did catch like COVID, but it wasn't like an outbreak at the gym. Like so there would be like a kid who like went to like his aunt's birthday like on the weekend. Like this literally happened yeah, to one yeah. kid. Like he he told his mom like, I don't want to go to like my aunt's birthday. Like I don't want to go. And, like, she forced him to go, and then they went, and then he got COVID at the Mm. party. And then so he was like, Coach, I'm sick. Like, I can't come to training. So he got Mm. caught when, like, he got it when he was out. Mm -hmm. But it was never like, oh, I'm sick. I'm going to be in the gym working out. Like, I'm still sick. Like, and then Mm. everybody got it. Like, no, I actually, I didn't get COVID, like, throughout the whole thing either. Me either. It was crazy. That's good. Didn't get it either. We were traveling a lot too. Like I we were it. taking kids to like Arizona, like Nevada. Like Jesus I, I was Christ close, for I what? Him, like Utah. Well, <laughs> again, like I said, it was an opportunity to compete. So like At the, the seven on seven team. Yeah. Oh, you guys were going fucking cross country type shit, kind of. Yeah. Well, we would go, we went to Arizona like I want to say like three or four times like within that year, and then we went to Arizona, uh, Nevada like three or four times like within that year, and like we just competed with like a, gun, a bunch of, like different kids that were training with us, and like I said, it was just all about opportunity, and like but like I said, when the kids came and like the season came bro they were so prepared like they were they were on fire and like they, they, the numbers and like everything showed like the work that they had put in you know and like of course again like we were again I said we were safe and you know there was mask and whatnot like that was a part of like our uniform during quarantine is like we bought all the kids like a mask and like it said like beast on it it was like dry fit and yeah it was, it was cool it was how cool. was that all paid for like through fundraising? So like no, so the the kids pay like if you're a part of the team like you pay a team fee, you know, like any team. Most yeah. teams are yeah. nonprofit organizations and like there is like a, a fee associated with it cuz you get your uniform, you know, you get your like swag bag and you know whatnot. So whatever money's like left over from now, we typically like if parents can't afford it. So like say we have a tournament, right? And like the tournament's like $500, right? We we'll divide that by 20 kids and then um however much it is like the kids will pay individually for the tournament and then say like if you're a kid who can't afford it but there's like money in the bank from 
the um from like the tournament like the the initial fees like the sign up fees and whatnot then we'll like use that to help cover that you know mm -hmm. like i said we try not to turn kids away like so but parents are also supportive and they know like hey do you know most tournaments like most teams are ran like that like if we're gonna go to a tournament yeah. like all right everybody has to pay like and then there's like a team mom who like you know like makes like oranges for everybody and like there's gatorades after the game you yeah, know like yeah. stuff like that yeah, so that's good. It's cool. It's like, like I said, it's a, it's a community thing, you yeah. know. It's like we really try to like bring people together and like give back, and it's like constantly giving back. Like when we went to the NFL experience this weekend, and, like it was me and like five other dads, and like there was like ten kids that went, and like some of the kids had rides like from the dads, and I actually carpooled with one of the dads and like three kids. So you know, it's just like just growing a community and like building like a stronger bond between people, and like these people are like all from like different cities, different teams, but just them coming together it's like it's it's really cool to see it's like really remarkable honestly what's the biggest hardship hardship that you face throughout your entire career of coaching uh biggest hardship um biggest hardship i think just facing adversity honestly like i said earlier just like having a lot of people like naysayers like say like oh no you're not a coach like you can't do it like who who are you and stuff like that like that was really hard to deal with um because like I was confused why I was getting hate. You know, I was confused. Like, you know, like I said earlier, people would like try to box you in and say like, oh, you can't do this. Or like, oh, you know, like you can't be a part of this and you can't like, you know, be your own person. And like, um, it was just, it was tough to like navigate through that at first, you know, and like um, just learn like how to be able to deal with like different people and like um, just like growing from it honestly and like not letting it dwell you know mm -hmm. not dwelling on it not like putting myself in a hole because there was times where i did you know fall in a hole and i was like man like you know i'm i'm like i'm struggling right now with what i'm trying to do like i see the vision yeah. and, and it's like it's not coming to fruition because you know so and so is saying something and, and whatnot and um i just like i try to leave all that stuff in god's hands you know i really try to like you know let him take care of that and you know i just i just keep doing what i do because i think at the end of the day like God's not going to bring any, like, bad upon somebody that's, like, doing his will, you know? Yeah. If you're, like, if yeah. you're out there with the community, you know, you're trying to yeah. build better leaders. And, and like I said, we, it's really faith-based. Like, we pray with the kids every day, like, after training. Oh, so, you know, it's, like, it's, it's like, it's not, um, we're not taking, you know? Yeah. We're not taking yeah. from people. It's only giving. What so, would you, oh, go ahead. Go. So, I was just going to ask real quick. So, how much are you about, about what you teach? in your own personal life like are you really about what you're teaching oh yeah definitely um i think like from from like a leadership perspective and like uh just like a work ethic perspective uh, i think big time just to be able to see like how beast has evolved like over the years and like how much more organized it's become and like again like like i said seeing the leadership coming from the kids like um i really try to show by example and like um like people a lot of people say like oh people who work out all the time like those are like people who are like really disciplined and whatnot and like i don't work out all the time because i'm constantly putting in work for these kids like bro i train like seven days a week like i've trained like Damn. five like monday through friday like you know any anytime from like three to eight p.m and then we're playing on saturdays and sundays like every weekend back-to-back -back weekends you know so it's like i show them like look bro like I'm going to make myself available so that you have somebody who's going to teach you how to work out and how to grind. And we know, like, as I'm pretty sure we've all played sports before, like, you got to work five days a week, you know, like paydays on Friday. You know, that's when the game day is like, you know, that's when that's when we cash out, you know. And so if you don't if you're not consistently working five days a week, like in the off season, like the kids don't have that opportunity. And like that, that I feel like that falls on me, you know, and like I, I take that responsibility on because. 
like I said, I I know what it's like to not have people there to do that and like not have a pops and you know not have somebody who would be at the park with me throwing the ball like you know and teaching me like those little things. So it's really like a big deal for me and um I think just constantly learning. I I really tell the kids like you know you guys are lifelong learners like and so am I. Like I don't claim to know everything and I don't not not like oh I'm all being and I know everything and like I tell the kids like look bro I'm gonna learn every single day and, and I'm gonna teach you. And you're going to teach me, too. Like, you're going to teach me about life. You're going to teach me, like, you know, about yourself. And, like, I'm going to learn through you. And, like, we're going to grow together. Yeah. Um, if you were to go back and if you could, like, go back in time and um, talk to yourself, like, when you were 18, when you, like, barely started, like, uh, training and stuff like that. Like, what, what, what is some advice that you would give uh, to, to yourself, coach anyone who wants to become a coach yeah. back in the day, uh, anybody uh, when shoot. you started at your yeah, age. yeah, if, with, when I was young, um, I think maybe uh, just one, be confident, you know, two, be authentic, and you know, three, be disciplined. Those would be, you know, the three keys to success that I would give because it's like if you're confident, people will believe in you, you know, yeah. you're authentic, then people know that they can trust you. You know, and then if you're disciplined and you have consistency and you have everything else that follows under that, then, I mean, that's, I think that's what it takes to be great. Tom? Is there any message you would have, like, to the younger youth, like, any kids growing up or trying to, like, yeah, just be get it to the next level? Is there any, like, any words you would encourage them to tell? Um, really just, like, the, that question, you know, like, are you on the fastest track to be the greatest that you could potentially be. Like, if you ask yourself that every day, and it's funny because I actually just talked to my kids um, about this earlier in the car because I have, like, three really good athletes. Um, my fault, I'm going to smack this water real quick. Smack it, smack <laughs> it. Smack that water, bro. That's like bidet water. You keep that in there. No, just that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my character. Cover. I'm just there kidding. Um, but I actually had three kids that were with me in the car earlier, um, and I was telling them that because they were they were all kind of like in the shadows of the team that they played on, and like the coaches had favoritism. And I was like, "Look, like you guys are all going to play on different teams next year. You know, like that's the journey that you guys are taking." I was like, "And you guys are going to be that guy on your team. Like what you're doing right now, how you're working out five days a week, you know, three four hours with me every day. Like this is going to lead to something, you know." And just kind of like motivating them and telling them like, how can you be better? How can you push it to 100% every day? Like, that's really like the biggest thing, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I just want to say thank you to our guest. Oh, yeah. um, thank you. you. Know, beast, uh, coach. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming on to the podcast. Yes, you sir. Know? No, it, honestly, I really appreciate you guys having me on, and um, you know, I look forward to the next one. I think it'd be awesome. Hell yeah! Yeah, next time we, you'll just come and we'll just chop. Yeah, we'll just be. Chopping. Is there yeah. any? Uh, you want to shout out your Instagram or your social media that people can follow you? Oh, on? Yeah, yeah. For real. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to check it out, it's a uh, beast dot with like the period by nature on Instagram. Um, there's also beast.7v7. Uh, those are like the two uh, business pages that we have. Um, and then if you want to see like kind of like my content and what I do as like a coach and whatnot, uh, you could follow coach underscore A-Y-E. So it's, it's coach A, um, but it's, it's like the letter A, like it's my first name is Arthur. So uh, yeah, it's for everybody, you know, it's like, oh, who's coach A? Like, yes, you know, <laughs> coach yeah. Arthur. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so you know, you go. go ahead, tap in. You know, I have the Tapping in, right. tap in, tap in, tap in podcast. Tapping in podcast, you know. Thank you. See you guys right. next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Catch you on next week. Yeah.